Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am Jason Kong, having the pleasure of being here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you today? Uh, Good morning. I hope you're doing well, Jason. I'm doing fantastic, Bill. Excellent. You know, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, (laughs) our our good friend, Mr. Coble, on the show, and we were talking about Medicare and Social Security. But it's important to remind folks that the Medicare open enrollment period is is still upon us. Well, no, quite. Actually, we're just at the beginning. And here's, here's the thing that's so important. And the reason why we're talking about it is the fact that um, all of us who have reached the age of 65 uh, and or uh, we're on Medicare, the fact is is that a lot of folks think, oh, Medicare is simple, it's automatic, you don't have to worry about it. Well, the fact is when, uh, you know, once you're at an age and on Medicare, life can get a little complicated. And one of the complications is Medicare. And it's not automatic and it's not necessarily easy or simple. It it can be complex. And the fact is, if you have a loved one who is not all there, you know, not completely, uh, you know, smart, intelligent, got the act together, knows what to do, makes decisions, these kind of things can really upset the apple cart. So the the fact is, is sometimes we need help from our children who are better at looking things up, uh, you know, doing the research. Uh, and the fact is, is that a lot of us as seniors are not computer proficient. Well, heck, if you were not computer proficient, it's really difficult to get accurate information um i mean it's just hard to do so why am i talking about it it's because you cannot make the assumption that what you had last year is what you should have this year uh there are lots of different drug plans out there and of course part of medicare is making a drug election in terms of part d if you will and just because the prescriptions you were taking were covered by your plan last year doesn't mean it will be covered by the same plan this year so guess what you've got work to do you've got to look to see if what you've got is what you should have. And even with Medicare, there are a lot of folks who don't have standard Medicare. Uh, Instead, they've got what's called a Medicare Advantage plans. And of course, we all get inundated with mail that is from an insurance company that tells us all the reasons why we should choose that plan. Well, guess what? They don't know us. They don't know our health issues, and they really don't know if their plan is the best for us. And the only way for us to figure that out is to do the research. Now, uh, Warren Coble, you know, my friend down in Asheboro with Warren Coble and Associates is one of the experts on Medicare and the elections and the different options. And, and what he recommends for those of us willing to do the research is to look on Medicare.com. 
medicare.gov, medicare.gov. And that's where you should get your information from, not from the solicitations that we receive uh, in the mail or the phone calls that we get from a nice person or a seemingly nice person who will put you into the wrong plan. So, <laughs> so uh, and, and there's actually two sources that can be very helpful. One is Medicare.gov. And the other is on the website of the North Carolina Department of Insurance, and they have a link for SHIP, S-H-I-I-P. Okay, it's funny spelling, but it's still SHIP. And and SHIP actually has a number of counselors. In other words, people you can actually talk to, you know, not a computer, not where, you know, push number one or two or whatever. It's it's actually a person who can help you uh, figure out if, if the medications you need are on the plan that you're looking for. Is there a better plan that does the same thing for less money? Uh, you know, those those kind of things. But I keep trying to keep telling folks that life gets more complicated as we get older. It doesn't get easier. You know, young people think that when you retire, you just go off into the sunset and life is wonderful and, you know, no problems. But I'm here to tell you that that's not exactly right for most of us. So, uh, you know, open enrollment is here. Research must be done before, you know, before, you know, the end of the enrollment period. And so you can elect the best plan for you. Now, don't come to me for that. I don't do that. You know, I'm just trying to tell you that, you know, if and if you um, do your own research, you can use a ship counselor if you need uh, an, a professional to help you, Warren Coble and his group down in Ashboro does a really good job. Uh, but, you know, it, you don't have to have a professional do it. But, you know, if you need one, it's worth what you pay, which isn't very much. Uh, so anyway, it's kind of thing where be aware that Medicare season is here. And the reason that people are talking about it is because it's an important election for seniors. Yeah, and if it doesn't directly apply to you, I'm sure there's a, a loved one that you know that it does apply to. So make sure that they're uh, on top of it and making the correct decisions and an informed decision. As Bill said, you know, there's a lot of changing information every year, and you know, you get one crack at this every year during this uh, open enrollment period. So make sure that your loved ones are taken care of, and make sure that you're taken care of as well. If you have other matters that you need to speak with Bill about, maybe uh, some estate planning or making sure that your legal documents in order, don't forget you can always go to wgalaw.com. That's where you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. wgalaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening uh, the second Wednesday of every month. We just had a set of webinars. We'll talk about that a little bit in just a moment. But if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, these are very wonderful ways to do that. It's free and it's highly educational. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to learn more. We're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is also where you can go if you want to register for Bill's webinars. Bill has two of them, one covering long-term care assistance dealing with the astronomical costs of long-term care. If that is a situation that you potentially find yourself in or that you're worried about, attend one of Bill's webinars. They're wonderful. You'll learn so much about these subjects. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to learn more. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, you just had your webinars on Wednesday. Another great turnout, I assume? Oh, yeah. And I, I really enjoy that, and it's something that I will continue to enjoy because it's a lot of fun for me uh, trying to teach folks uh, things that they need to know about. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's kind of thing where second Wednesday of every month we're going to be there to try to give folks at least a foundation in, in areas where Truthfully, it's really hard to get accurate information. And, uh, you know, they, they, for the most part, you can't go to a book to get the information that you need. And quite frankly, whether we're talking about long-term care or asset protection, either one, uh, it, it varies a lot state by state. So if you're reading a book, it's probably published on the national level. And it might give you a little bit of information that's helpful, but it's not the kind of thing that you can depend on because what the book says may not be correct where you live. And that's particularly true in North Carolina for good and bad. You know, North Carolina is sort of a middle-of-the-road state, and we have some some really good laws that are very helpful. And then again, there we, we've got some things that aren't so great. <laughs> so, well, I think one of the things that we, we tend to think about when it comes to long-term care is, you know, the idea of either ourselves or a loved one or a spouse being in a facility long-term. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and so I, I do want to talk about, you know, long-term care facilities. One of the good things about this area, and by this area I'm talking about the Raleigh-Durham area as a whole, Chapel Hill, um, we have lots and lots of options, uh, far more options than most uh, regions of the state. Um, we have, in fact, uh, at least from what I can tell, we have more options here than any other place in the in North Carolina, including Charlotte, which I think uh, speaks well of this area. And by options, I mean we have some very modestly priced. Uh, facilities that are very good up to some very very expensive ones that most of us cannot afford (laughs) but uh, and here's here's one of the things that I think is uh, really important uh, to understand is that more often than not it is the children who are actually trying to make these decisions as to where what facility Uh, for their parent or parents, uh, and they're trying to do it on the fly with no experience and no guidance. (laughs) And that is a really hard thing to do. So the first thing I would say is something that most people would never have thought about, and it comes from this. You know, there are a lot of folks 
that don't want to do estate planning. They procrastinate and procrastinate. Why do they do it? It's because they don't want to think about the downsides of life or death. And they figure they got plenty of time. And, you know, do any of us know that for sure? Heck no, we don't. We don't know when calamity will strike. And I'm not necessarily talking about death because I think uh, life issues are far more difficult um, than death issues. And I'm going way beyond Medicare elections <laughs> when I'm talking about difficulties because as we get older, we don't work as well. You know, our body doesn't work as well, and that's even if we're healthy. Uh, you know, we, over time, we become more frail. Our brain doesn't work as fast. Uh, we don't see as well. We don't hear as well. And that's assuming that we're in pretty good health, you know. Uh, if we have other issues, then it's just that much worse. And, and now, no question, all of us, all of us want to stay at home. I mean, who, who wants to go to a facility if we can stay at home? But the problem is that staying at home is the most expensive care that you can have uh, when it comes to long-term care. So the fact is, is that the majority of folks don't have enough money, don't have enough income, don't have enough savings to be at home uh, safely very long. And so uh, then it comes down to, okay, what are our other options? And not everybody has a daughter that will move in to take care of them. You know, some folks are very lucky to have that situation, but the majority of folks, again, don't have that option. So, um, uh, and then the other thing, too, is that, okay, let's say that we have a parent uh, that needs care right away. We know that the, uh, that the home is not a safe environment anymore, and, and so we've got to make a decision pretty quick. Well, the first thing I would do is say, you know, beware of certain resources uh, or just remember that they are what they are. And so there are placement services. There are folks out there who will make recommendations to you based on a, a very limited amount of information um, in terms of some of the facilities uh, in the area. And, and frankly, sometimes that's a, a helpful and oftentimes it's not. Uh, and I say, you know, be careful with that kind of advice because even though they're professionals and most of them treat it that way, they make their money based on, in essence, kickbacks from the facilities. So obviously they're going to tend to refer you to the facilities with the best kickbacks. And those also tend to be the most expensive facilities, which are not necessarily in your best interest. And one of the other things to remember is just because a facility is more expensive does not mean it's better. It doesn't mean that the care is better or that the, that, that, uh, the accommodations in the facility are necessarily better. There are other things to look at. Now, in the same way that folks stay away from lawyers 
to do estate planning because they don't want to think about death, even though from my perspective, estate planning is really about life as much as it is how we want to leave our property when we die. Um, The same could be said for disability issues in terms of what if, you know, things don't go well for me and I'm single, my spouse has died, and you know, it's really not safe for me to be at home, but I'm going to try like the Dickens to stay at home. Well, the point is, this is when you have friends that have problems and they end up going to rehab or they end up going to the hospital or go to a facility or choose to go to an independent living community or a continuing care community. Like I said, we got lots of options. I'm telling you to be social. Get out there and visit. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, I, my dad, uh, years ago, uh, one of the things that uh, he, he was well-loved, not only by our family but by lots of other folks, because every weekend he made a habit of visiting his friends. And he, he wasn't doing it to check out the facilities, he, but that at the same time, he knew the facilities well because he was visiting folks every weekend. And I'm just saying, what a great opportunity to see what the different facilities are like in the community. Um, you know, whether, and I'm not talking about just nursing homes. I mean, if, so, if you have a friend in rehab, that's a great opportunity to check out the nursing homes and how they treat their patients and what the food is like. And, and But, you know, us, we have a ton of assisted living facilities we have independent living facilities you know if you get out there and visit your friends it's the kind of thing where it will give you a much better gauge of what's available to you what's affordable what you can't afford what you can't afford uh and the like Um, but there are many many issues related to choosing a facility so I, i know we need to take a break But when we come back, I want to talk about some of the things that I think are important in choosing a facility. Excellent. We will get to those. Don't forget, you can go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. That's also where you can go if you want to register for Bill's free webinars. Those are happening the second Wednesday of every month. The next one happening on Wednesday, November 10th. Be sure to go to WGALaw.com and click on that seminars button if you want to attend either of Bill's webinars happening on that day. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance. The afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. These are free to attend, free to register. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the webinars button. Excuse me, the seminars button. WGALaw.com or if you want to call the office, that phone number is 919 Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back.
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars, WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking about uh, long-term care facilities and what we need to look for when it comes to selecting one. Well, absolutely. And from from my own perspective, if you, uh, as the senior, have a pretty good idea of what's available, you're in so much better situation. I mean, most of us, our primary goal, particularly when we're married, is, okay, how do we take care of each other? That's our goal number one. Uh, and our goal number two is, if we have, if we have been very fortunate during our lifetime, uh, then it's how do we want to leave a legacy for our children, and and that's really important. But on the other end, if we've uh, not, uh, you know, no one's left us a trust, <laughs> you know, our employer didn't pay us enough, you know, we've we've done. Well, we own our house, but our nest egg is modest. Uh, our retirement income is modest, which is obviously where most folks are. Um, then our uh, our uh, goal uh, for our children might not be how do we leave a legacy for them. It might be how do we not become a burden on our children. Uh, and that that's a very important goal for an awful lot of folks. So... Um, and the fact is, is not everybody's fortunate enough to where they can live at home. So then where do, where do we go from there? So the first thing is, if you've been out there like my dad did, you know, socialize, go visit your friends on a regular basis, check out the facilities while you're there, see how, you know, uh, those kind of things, what's available in your neighborhood and what's not too far away, those kind of things. That can help you a great deal, but one of the things that you have to look at is cost and your ability to pay for more than a few months. Uh, most people can, you know, they have a little bit of nest egg where they can actually pay for a few months, but not for a long period of time. So, you know, obviously there are some facilities that are much less expensive than other facilities. So cost on a monthly basis and your income, your ability to pay, your nest egg that can back that income up, and also the needs of your spouse if, if your spouse is, is uh, at home uh, enough, having enough money to uh, uh, take care of their own needs uh, for the rest of their lives as well. So, but okay, you're in the throes of needing a facility. So the first thing I will say is, in my mind, the best place to go for advice on facilities that might accommodate your personal needs and your income and your nest egg is an independent life care manager. Uh, they used to be called geriatric care managers, but guess what? That this is their business. Their, their business isn't necessarily to place you in a facility, but their business is to know what's available in the community, uh, what's affordable, how well they're managed, uh, because part of their job is to be your advocate 
And if they're independent, that's that's like going to your own lawyer as your advocate. Uh, so going to an independent life care manager is a professional who works in this business who is your advocate and and advises you based on your needs and your ability to, to pay. And they're not particularly expensive. So to me... Yes, they do have a cost associated with them, but I would rather pay somebody and get really good independent advice than simply going on the word of a neighbor or of um, someone who says their advice is free. (laughs) So um, just for what it's worth. But in terms of once you get past that, of course, cost is a big issue, your ability to pay. And at the assisted living level, as you know, we talk about in our webinar, most of us cannot get long, you know, government assistance, so we're in a private pay. So at that level, it's extremely important to know those cost figures and our ability to pay. Now, this is also a place where the children might come into play because it may be, okay, mom and dad don't have enough money to pay for a particular facility, but the children that you've basically sent off to college and took care of them, maybe they have enough money to help contribute on a monthly basis. And, And I've seen families do that. It's always heartwarming when I see it. It's not that often, but it's one of those things that, um, It is an option uh, if that will make your plan work. But uh, what what are some of the things that you're looking for once you get past that? Well, every facility has to maintain a book that is available to the public. And part of that is going to talk about the staffing ratios, which they have minimum ratios that are required by law to be licensed. But um, what I really want to look at is the turnover and how long the administrator of a facility has been uh, at a place. Because the fact is, is that when administrators turn over, there's always turmoil in the staff, always. You know, so it'd be a darn good administrator who comes in and keeps everything wonderful. Uh, because you have to understand that most of the people who work in these facilities are not high paid. And so if their job happiness goes down, then everything goes down. Um, And so uh, one indicator are the turnover ratios uh, in the facility, which I think is really important. And at the top of the list is the administrator, because some places have a new administrator every year or two, and other places have had the same administrator for many, many years, and that's a really strong indicator. Another, of course, is the appearance and cleanliness, and also making sure that you remember that every facility has a bad day every now and then. So it's the kind of thing where if you go in and it doesn't smell right, you know, you might go back two or three times and see if, you know, if it's consistently like that, you may not, well, you may want to cross it off your list. But uh, so appearance and cleanliness, uh, food is a really important issue as well. And that's going to differ a great deal from one facility to another. You know, the quality of the food, the variety of the food, 
you know, it's all, for the most part, going to be institutional to some degree, but not necessarily. Depends on the facility. Some places have a chef, if you, but those are obviously a lot more expensive. Um, and accommodations. You know, one of the things is if your loved one is diabetic, you know, and the facility doesn't accommodate for diabetes, that's a pretty big red flag. But So that's those are the, some of the things that you really need to be looking at. Um, and then uh, the other thing when it comes to, and of course, geography is important too. If you have a place that's five minutes away from your home, uh, that's far better in most cases than a place that's 15 or 20 minutes away from home. And, and it has everything to do with your ability to stop in and visit on a regular basis. The far the way it is, the more difficult it is and the more time-consuming it is for the children to be there frequently. Um, and so that is an important indicator. Uh, the other is, what's the likelihood that your care level will increase quickly? Because you might get a lower rate going in, but the facility increases the rate very quickly because, oh, we didn't realize that dad would need this, 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 and this, and so we got to charge him more money. And then you're out of there. You're out of a comfortable price range for you. So all of those things are really important in terms of uh, looking at, but doing your own homework, or going getting the help of folks that are independent uh, professionals to to give you some advice that you pay for uh, is the, uh, another way to get a quick decision that might help you. And that uh, goes a long way because, as you said, Bill, oftentimes we are making these decisions on the fly because this is not stuff that generally we, we get excited to plan for and to think about. But uh, going through all of the items that you suggested that we look at, it's very hard to do if you're doing that on the fly. So take Bill's advice and be sure to do some preparation on the front end for that. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you've got some asset protection questions or you need an estate plan or some legal documents in order, go to WGALaw.com to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also register for Bill's seminars happening on Wednesday, November 10th is the next session. Wednesday, November 10th. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to register for one of Bill's webinars happening on that day. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance, Medicaid assistance, VA benefits, and the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button to register for free to attend either of those webinars. We're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were having a discussion on 
what to look for in a long-term care facility. And uh, it's important to make sure that you're making preparations, whether it's, uh, I guess, any decision uh, surrounding long-term care, because the more options you have and the more knowledge you have in regard to this, the better off you are. No no question about it. Um, Now, um, one of the things that we talk about is long-term care insurance. And the fact is, is that most of us do not have long-term care insurance, but let me put in a plug for the industry because those of us who are smart enough to get long-term care insurance, and we, that, you know, we get it at a time when it, can, it is affordable and those kind of things, even though it seems expensive, it gives us far more options uh, if we have a long-term care crisis because then we, most of us who have long-term care insurance, have a much better ability to stay at home where everybody wants to be. But if we can't stay at homes, then it gives us so many better options in terms of different facilities or being in a private room or having additional care no matter where we are. So that can make a huge difference to us um, if we have long-term care insurance. So now, uh, one of the funky things about long-term care insurance, quite frankly, is sometimes if we use our long-term care insurance, we actually end up making money because the long-term care insurance pays for our care at a facility. So our income is actually going into our savings. (laughs) And as a result, because we have long-term care insurance, uh, our net worth actually increases during that period of time. So that is just, uh, now that doesn't happen very often with folks because like I said, but those of us who have long-term care insurance, it can be very helpful. Uh, The other thing, I just had a call from a client uh, that And we talked, uh, been friends for a long time, and she asked, well, Bill, I just got this letter on my long-term care insurance, uh, and um, the, the premium is going to go up unless I make some choices to reduce my benefits. And we talked about that for a good while uh, as it related to her and her income and the like. And I encouraged her to um, basically stay with the same benefit level and pay the extra money, which, you know, it, it did it, it, it did cause a little bit of concern about the extra money. However, here's what what the, the what sealed it. <laughs> I said, okay, you'll have enough if if you decrease it because the decrease was actually one that was the options were very reasonable with this particular company so i was pleased with that because i didn't think she could make a wrong choice but it was like when i told her okay you'll have enough money no matter what with the quality of policy that you've got however your options might be where you don't have enough for a private room you'd clearly have enough for semi-private uh, room if you go to a facility. Well, that sealed it. I mean, it was like, okay, I'm staying with my benefit package because, <laughs> you know, that can be real important to people, and, and uh, she deserved that. And, you know, pay, paying a little bit of extra on her premium was not that difficult for her. Uh, so it, it's, it was the right decision. All right, so um, now 
Some other ideas, though, when it comes to long-term care insurance is if you're well-to-do as a parent or grandparent and uh, your children are getting up there into their late 30s or early 40s, and, of course, that age group, they're not focused on retirement and long-term care and they're not even thinking about the issues that you're dealing with already. Okay, so but if if, if you are well to do and you're trying to do some things to help your children or grandchildren, well, guess what? Helping them or paying for a long-term care policy for them is a huge blessing. I mean, they're they're using their money for everything else. They're trying to add to their retirement. They're trying to pay off their mortgage. They're trying to save money for their kid, their own children's education. You know, they're trying to do what all parents try to do, give the best opportunities for our children and grandchildren. Well, long-term care is one of those things that would be a huge benefit. Now, let me turn the table. Let's say that you're, you know, on the... You, that as a child, you are doing extremely well, and your parents have given you lots of opportunities, but they're not rich. You know, they never got their long-term care insurance. Well, it might be that you can. The best thing that you can do is to pay for their long-term care insurance, or that you and your siblings together can actually pay for their long-term care insurance. Well, guess what? If they have that long-term care crisis, then there's no burden on the family, and that includes you, <laughs> because the burden typically falls on the children if the parents aren't prepared for these kinds of crises, and more often than not, the parents are not prepared So, for this kind of thing. You know, people are optimists. This kind of thing is not going to happen to us. We're going to struggle through, take care of each other, and I admire that, and it works to a degree but oftentimes it breaks down, uh, and then it becomes a burden, and th- and that's uh, it happens all the time. Uh, you know, ov- obviously our law firm is set up to to help people in these crises, and we can help a lot of folks legally, but not everyone. You know, it's the kind of thing where having the money or having long term care insurance is a big part of what kind of options that you have with ca- this kind of crisis. Having the options is always better, but if you find yourself, uh, maybe you put off getting long-term care insurance, maybe you can't afford it. Well, i got some advice for you. You want to register and attend one of Bill's seminars, in particular the long-term care assistance one happening in the morning on Wednesday, November 10th. If you want to find more information, go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button to register. It's free to do so. It's free to attend. And you can learn more from Bill from the comfort of your own home as these are in the form of webinars. All you need is a device with an internet connection and an email address and you're good to go. WGALaw.com is the website or you can call the office 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander and we will be right back.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander in the final segment of today's show. Bill, we've spent a lot of time talking about, uh, we've spent some time talking about long-term care insurance, what to look for in a long-term care facility. We talked about uh, Medicare election season. Uh, You've got a message now for some of the younger folks out there. Well, I mean, one of the most important things that I think we can do for our children and or grandchildren, depending on ages, but uh, it is... um, in essence, um, steering them in the right direction and in terms of their own financing and budgeting. Uh, and because the fact is that the secret of a good life long term, you know, obviously there are things like marry the right person and have a good marriage and all that good stuff. Uh, uh, and being a good person, and you know, but beyond that, the real secret for a good life, truthfully, is living below your means. Which basically, another way to say it is spend less than what you make. <laughs> okay. Now, I really worry about young people because. At least from what I see, the majority of young people are doing the opposite of living below their means. They are spending money like crazy, using credit card because credit is easy, it's available. And it's like, well, we want a nice house now. We want a new car now. We want a night, you know, we have another, we need another car. Then we want a nice car. We don't want an old junker. And, and because we have a new house, now we need new furniture. We need this. We need that. We want, the, it's all about want as opposed to need. And the fact is, is that, okay, if you have a real high paying job and you can afford that, uh, great. But the worst thing anyone can do is to get in credit card debt. That's the worst kind of debt. It's high interest, and there's so many people that once they get into it, it's a spiral that they can never get out of. Well, you know, is it our kids' fault or is it our fault for not teaching them better? I don't know, but it just seems like most kids that they get started and they want everything now, they want everything their parents have and more, Uh, as opposed to realizing that it took you a lifetime to accomplish what you've got. You didn't start out that way. You had to struggle, and struggling is sometimes good for folks. But it's the kind of thing where the, the secret is living below your means. And somehow we have to get across this across to the next generation because it it takes a lifetime to earn enough money to retire comfortably and I I see a real problem at the end of the road when this generation needs to retire and unless they inherit a lot of money from their parents they're not they're going to struggle in retirement the way they've struggled during their lifetime because they started out wanting too much early without you know being frugal if you will 
uh, in terms of their budgeting and finance. I, I guess the schools are just not doing a very good job when it comes to finance and budgeting and how to how to live below your means because obviously this generation is going in the opposite direction. It's scary to think about, but hey, if we do our part and be sure to bestow our knowledge upon those who are coming up after us, then maybe we can do our best to nip this problem in the bud. If you want to find more information about Bill, maybe you want to schedule an appointment to speak with him, the best way to do that is to go to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. That's also where you can register for Bill's webinars. The next set are happening on Wednesday, November 10th. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button to learn more. We are out of time for today, but we hope you will join us again next weekend. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.